Welcome aboard, everybody. This is your Captain Johnny speaking. I'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It is listeners like you that make this very possible. So I can't thank you enough for listening to this podcast and making this what I'm calling a great success in the way that it is helping encourage people. And I'm using my own life as a great example you guys and i really hope this continues to be that way and again i hope you guys understand that this isn't about me this is all about you guys making sure that it helps and encourages you guys through this crazy thing we call life and it helps you with your mental physical and spiritual health yeah i know that's a lot in an intro message isn't it but seriously, guys, I, I can't thank you guys enough for listening. And I really, really enjoy being able to do this and using my own life as great examples for you guys to really help work through any issue that you have going on in your current life. I am going to literally just jump straight into the announcements right now. And then I'm going to do a quick sum up of the previous podcast. So I'm just going to tell you right now that the simple and basic announcements is the website is almost done. I have a few things to do on it and it involves some research, some thought process, thinking exactly what I want to write on it. And that's the part of the blog section I was talking about where I'm going to talk about every single episode in detail. So you guys can understand why I recorded it the way I did, what I included in the recording, and all the details even further than what I normally talk about. And so it's going to be a great, great thing that and a great area for everybody to go to, and I'm really, really excited about it. I was helping work out some of the kinks with it, making sure that it looked the same on a desktop as it did on a mobile phone. Because again, guys, it's quality. It's all about quality, not quantity. I want to make sure everything is up to a high standard because that is what everybody should always want to achieve in life. And I know sometimes we may not always get there right away, but getting there is half the battle and making sure that it is perfect. ties in perfectly with everything that's going on in in this podcast and I will say this is that as soon as that finally gets all done in the website I'll put a release date out for it and then I will also as promised have the guest speakers that I was talking about and that's Naomi Simmons and Catherine Cabrera on the first website podcast highlighted on the first website podcast. You'll be able to get them on all your other players as well, but I am going to feature them on the website. And I told them I was going to do that from the beginning, and I wanted to use their amazing stories, the launch of the website, and just to highlight exactly what I'm going to be continuing to do with the podcast. And that just makes me really excited about what is going forward, what's going to happen. And I can't wait for everybody to see this. And I can't wait for the next chapter, even the podcast thing. As we talk about another chapter and journey in my own life as well. 
a lot of changes are going on here and it is good and i am glad that you guys are on board and you're going to experience this with me and you guys are going to grow with me and you're going to enjoy all of the success with me as well so let's just go into the summary right now for part one i ended up noticing end of last year beginning of the year that i really needed to change something and i had to figure out what that was and i noticed that my current job was one of the areas that i enjoyed it but it wasn't going to get me any closer to my goal and my goal has always been to cross the pond i also flew with a captain at that company and I realized when he said he hadn't crossed a pond and he's in his 60s, I was like, that is not going to happen to me. I'm going to make this happen a lot quicker if I can. And then I came into a moral dilemma where do I join a company and become a first officer again or do I try to find a company and become a captain? And I had great respect for people who have to earn their stripes again as they say go from three bars to four bars but i was like you know what i'm gonna try to find a position that i can be a a captain still because i've worked so hard to be that captain and i was like you know what if that can happen it can happen and if it's not meant to be i will cross those roads when it happens well this is where we are right now. I am up to the interview with the client of the airplane that I am applying for and the job that could be on the line here. I have this opportunity laying right at my feet right now at this very moment and it is up to me to make this happen so I'm going to go to part two now as we continue on this new chapter and journey and I literally go into about the time I'm waking up in California to do this interview and I really hope you guys listen to the details on this one and I really hope you guys get a lot out of this and I really hope you guys enjoy this listen in and I wake up at 5.30 California time 7.30 you know Chicago time and get ready for the interview and then do sign on to the interview about 10 minutes beforehand Have a good little chat with the lead captain, client service advocate, and director of client services before the client, you know, join the Zoom interview. And then the interview starts after the director of client services just kind of introduced everything, kind of said how things were going to kind of go. And then the client pretty much took it away and started asking questions, talking about everything. And again, this is where, you know, why I kind of summed up the other interview I now 
am asked a, a lot of questions that were kind of lead-in type things from the director of client services. And I was like, huh. And I put this together now. Like during the time, you know, you kind of think about it and, it, it, you know, and then it goes away as you're trying to answer these questions and everything. And they kind of said, this is kind of what you're going to be dealing. This is what we do. Is there going to be issues? You know, we kind of have some unique ways of dealing with things. And and I said, one of my best answers was, I've been in aviation for almost 20 years. I'm like, I've dealt with a lot of different situations. I've dealt with a lot of different clientele. And even before going into aviation, I've been in a lot of service type jobs, limo industry, especially. And I've transported everybody from the factory worker to the CEO in the limo for multiple Fortune 500 companies. I'm like, I've learned how to deal with various different type of personalities and I've learned how to adjust and I'm never insulted if someone just says, hi, you know, good to see you, gets in the limo or aircraft. And then a lot of times I just come in and I give them, depending on it, you know, if it's, you know, someone who's charting the aircraft or if it's someone who owns the airplane, a little quick safety brief, tell them how long it's going to be. And then that's it. You know, go sit up in my seat. I'm also willing to be there for someone who loves to chat. I've I've dealt with a lot of people who just love to chat about a letter, you know, the weather, what's going on in aviation, you name it. I am, you know, more than willing to do that as well. Um, like you have to learn how to adjust your customer service just like you have to learn to adjust your flying or you have to learn to adjust to aviation. Is each situation always going to be the best? You know, is there going to be things you're going to think about and you need to adjust? Of course. But the uniqueness of everything that I got asked was incredible. I was sitting here, I'm like, I'm like, wow, some of these questions I haven't been asked before. I was like, interesting. And most of them were mostly customer service related. Because they weren't worried about training me to fly the airplane. They they saw the resume. They're like, Yeah, the guy has experience. He's been a you know, been around aviation and everything. He's got 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 time. He's got the recommendation from the lead captain. So he's like, We're not worried about that. We're worried about the customer service side which can be a huge emphasis in a lot of different jobs. And you got to remember that, that the way you treat people just in general life and how you treat people when you're serving them, taking care of them, it matters. It matters a lot. People look at a lot of different things that you may not realize. The one question that I really want to highlight before I continue on to a couple different areas is that they asked me, we've noticed you have been hopping around to a lot of different companies lately. We're really looking for someone long-term. We like to invest in the person. One of the reasons why, you know, we, you know, start, a lot of times we start with people, you know, have good amount of experience, but are still young and want to, you know, stick around with us. 
tell me why you hopped around. And second, tell me why you won't leave here. And I sat there. I'm like, good question. The first thing I literally told them, I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I don't like that part of my resume as well. Like, But I gave you guys a one-page simple resume. If I gave you guys my detailed resume with some of my other companies that I've worked for in the past, I have some longevity in my career path. I'm like, I've worked for an aerial survey company for four years, and then I worked for another one for four years, and then unfortunately got let go of that job. And be honest with you, I probably would have stayed at that job because I loved the job. I loved the management and just working with the coworkers there was fantastic. I'm like, so I'm like, that could have been honestly a lifetime career job for me. And at that time, I told him, I'm like, I was just flying a Cessna 206 and kind of give you guys an idea. Cessna 206 is just a heavy, you know, basic airplane that can fit six people if you wanted to for aerial survey equipment. It only had two seats and then all the equipment in it. And it is a gas pig and sounds like a Harley whenever it comes up. And it's not just because of the exhaust pipes to move the heat away from the survey equipment, which again, I'll talk about all this on different podcasts, but I'm like, it is just a beast. It's a fun airplane to fly. I loved flying it. It was just a beast, you know, for an airplane. It was a beefy, you know, Harley Davidson of the beginner airplanes. And most of the people know those beginner airplanes, the Cessna 172s that are at the main airports and everything. This is just a beefier version of that. And it flies similar, a little bit faster, not much, a little bit faster. But again, not much. Well, I told them, well, like, I wouldn't have probably left that company if if I didn't lose my job. They lost, The owner lost the contract, and I lost my job. I'm like, it did force me to do some things where I started entering the jet world, which was good, but I probably wouldn't have left that company. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm going to say this to you. I'm like, I honestly want to make this be or what could be the last company of my life. I'm like, one of the great things that you guys have going for it is that my last goal that I have is crossing the pond. You know, so so I cross the Atlantic Ocean and you guys go to London. I'm like, that's one of my last goals in aviation. So I'm like, you guys helped me achieve my last goal. And then I'm happy as can be. And as long as everything works out well, and I fit in well, everything goes well with the management of the airplane, everything, you could have me for life if you want me for life. Now think about that. I came up with this not on the fly completely, but through a methodical thought process of how I would want this answered 
if I was the one in their shoes. Now think about this right now for all the people that keep shifting or changing jobs and everything. Think about these answers that I just said. Think about some of the key words I said. It's some of the stuff that you could move yourself into a better position, into a better job. Because again, you take, you took some time, you were methodical about it, you thought about it, you worked through it, and you answered the question in a way that made them not question you. Question your resume and really made them think. Like, huh, well, shoot, you got me. You know, <laughs> like, that's how I would think about it. Like, nice answer. It's something I would think of, like, I like it, good. And I and I would reply back, you know, I'd be like, hey, well, that, that, that's good. I, I hope that that can happen. I'm like, and they said something along those lines where they said, you know what, we have a great relationship with this company. We have a great, re, you know, great respect you know, for the lead captain, and this is one of the reasons why we want to get him people underneath him that are going to stick around for a while because of this is because we get used to certain ways of doing things and it works for us, and this is why we like, you know, people to stay around for a while. And I'm going to tell you part of the thing is that they had a couple people come over and then they left, and they didn't only stay a couple years and so they were kind of like, uh, we don't want this to happen again. And I was like, I get it. I understand that. I understand those moments because it's not easy to retain people, especially nowadays in the market. It's a, it's a cutthroat market, especially in aviation. In other areas, it's very cutthroat as we notice you know a lot of the times businesses only have a few employees now because again there's always these other jobs that are paying more money or they've found other ways to make money it's a whole different world but aviation especially is because part of it is we have as pilots we have lost a lot of a lot of pilots due to covid where they took early retirement we're tired of sacrificing ourselves to not have a, a good quality of life, to not get the pay we deserve. Like again, you know, as America, American just signed an agreement with their pilots, so Delta has signed theirs a couple, like a month plus ago, and so they're fighting for a lot of this stuff. And I should say United is fighting, you know, just along with Southwest for a better quality of life, better life on the road better pay, better health benefits, everything. Why? Because, again, we're fed up. We're fed up with a lot of this. And I rant on this because a lot of this is related to, you know, what's going on in the job market right now, especially in aviation. But, I mean, it's, it's every single sector is getting hit with this where companies are now having to figure out how to pay more, give benefits, and things that they didn't before and then they're having to figure out how to adjust their pay 
you know, the, the pay to make things work and then make the product adjust, you know, or make the product for the you know, same price, but still pay people more. Like it's a fine line and, and it's a dance as they call it, or it's, it's, it's one of those dances where you gotta, or the teeter totter, where you gotta go up and down and figure out where the happy medium is. And it's tough. It's really tough. So like, I get this, you know, as I went on this whole side note there, I get a, where a lot of these things are happening and where the, you know, client is getting frustrated with this because they like to hire people for a long period of time, which is good. I like that. I like when people are willing to invest from you or invest, I should say, invest in you, you know, for a long period of time. I, I love that. It's something that I, you know, went through the, at the end of this interview and then and analyzed after as well. I'm like, I like this. I really like this. The one thing that I did different in this interview, and I want to say this to people who are interviewing, I changed it up, and this is where all the experience that I have comes in. You know, you can use a lot of personal examples from various different stages of your life, but I ended up switching this around a little bit because they said at the end, is there anything that you have to say or that you would like to say, you know, or questions or anything? And it kind of left an open-ended question there to me, and I kind of, I took it as a challenge. Yeah, I kind of took it on as a challenge. And for most people that know me, and a lot of pilots are like this too, I should say, we love challenges. We don't always get it right, but we love challenges. One of them, I, on a side note, is and I, I yeah, happened to give this to my best friend t- today, but last year I gave my best friend uh, one of those touch-sensitive plants, and we grew up with those as kids, and we loved it. We had it at my house. He played with it all the time, like literally would touch the plant, and then what it does is it covers itself, like the leaves fold into the itself, and then after a period of time, it comes back out. And he told me at that moment, he's like, yeah, he's like, that's a, he's like, you always think of so thoughtful gifts. He's like, he's like, I love it. But he's like, are you going to be able to top yourself next year? Challenge accepted is what I always said. And I did. I got him a big giant birthday card put a nice little personal note in it as well and everything. And I ended up doing that because I was like, you know what? I'm like, I, I got to up it one more. I'm like, I did that, you know, the year before where I gave him, you know, something from our childhood. I'm like, I'm going to give him something he's never gotten before. I gave him a big giant card. It was like 18 by 24 to kind of give you the dimension of the, of the card. <laughs> it's a pretty big card. And so I was like, done i'm like challenge accepted so this is where in the interview process again where i am like challenge accepted i'll I'll take this i'm like i'll gladly take this and i threw it out there and i said similar words to this i know this isn't verbatim but this is very similar to what i said but i pretty much told them i'm like I'm like, you guys know who and what I am. You've seen my experiences. You know, we went through the process of the interviews. 
and you guys I know could be possibly on the fence and I and I told them I'm like I don't know if this is going to make it better or worse. I'm like but if you're willing to take a chance on someone like me, someone who you know their one last thing in aviation is just crossed a pond which you guys do and then is looking for a forever co- a future forever company that just wants to fly de- you know decent amount but still have a good quality home life you know and work together to make sure that everything is possible for what you guys need in aviation then I'm your guy I'm like I know that my resume shows that I hop around a lot, but I had to do that to get to experience so that I had this opportunity to be in front of you right now. So I understand that that doesn't look good, but I wouldn't even have this opportunity to be be here right now to interview with you if I didn't do that. I'm like, I do have longevity in me. I do like to stay at, you know, the same job. And I would like, I'll be honest with you, I probably would have stayed at the last company for longer because I actually did enjoy the company, but they weren't getting me to the goal that I had. And I knew that it was not going to happen ever. If there was a possibility down the road, that would have been fine. But the aircraft that they aren't capable to fly across the pond. And they don't do it. So I'm like, I know it's not easy. I'm like, I understand what you guys have been through. But if you take a chance on me, I don't think you guys will regret it. Good words, right? You do like a closing type statement like this in an interview instead of a question also. Like, you know how I said you had these things where you don't have questions or anything. You can also do a closing statement. Why I didn't say that previously in the, you know, in the podcast is because I knew I was going to talk about this. Telling people and summing up, you know, telling people about yourself and summing up everything about you. And everything that they were unsure about in the interview or something that they were kind of like, well, I like this, I like this about you, I like this about you, but I, I don't know. You have to put them at ease. You have to tell them that you're, you're, you're willing to do this for a long term. And I'm not lying about it either. Like I, I tell you guys the real thing and, I would like to have the longevity of a company. I did not like over the last five years of hopping around different companies because it doesn't it doesn't look good. And even that people do it a lot in jobs and careers and everything. And I understand that sometimes you you end up hopping around a lot right now or you've lost a job, you know, due to, you know, things that over hiring and COVID or other situations that are going on with the economy right now. Like that's a whole different scenario. Mine, you know, with aviation related, I did have some COVID related stuff in there and I did, but it's still to their point, it doesn't look good, but I just reassured them. I just told them, I'm like, this is why you need to invest in me. This is why you need to hire me. 
this is why. You, you know, you keep going on and going on. And you don't have to say, you know, take 20 minutes to do this. Just a couple minutes. Sum yourself up. Sell yourself. I mean, it's kind of what you're doing is you you put that resume out there and you're like, hey, I have all the opportunity, you know, like I have all the requirements, everything that you need to do this job. And they're like, okay, great. Well, uh, tell me about yourself. You're selling yourself. And it's not a bad thing to do because you have to convince them, again, that you want the job. Because I have been told this numerous different times, especially airlines when I first started that. And it's true in every segment of aviation and every job period. You have the job when you're invited to the interview. It's up to you to secure that job. So now that's the end of the interview. Close it out. They were very nice and appropriate and like, hey, John, thank you for you know, the opportunity to interview you and everything. We're going to honestly, I'm like, if you don't mind leaving me, we're going to talk about behind your back. We're being honest about it, but we're going to talk behind your back about all our thoughts about the interview and everything. And I'm like, fair enough. I appreciate your honesty. I really like that. Well, this interview was on February 9th. I get an email from the director of client services. as about noonish central time on that Friday and said, Hey, thank you so much for your time. It was great to have the opportunity for everyone to meet you. I expect some follow-up from the client on Monday to debrief, and then we'll be in touch with you hopefully sometime early next week, which that's always really, really nice to have that happen. And I also liked it because I was going to send up a follow-up email like, Hey, thank you for the opportunity. I really, really appreciate this. You know, it was, it was a challenging interview and I hope I, you know, did well and I got my point across, but you know, you and I would say blah 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 blah, but blah blah blah, that's not a professional term, and so on. <laughs> well, I ended up having a trip on that Friday going to Boise, Idaho. So I got my forty eighth United States. Sweet. I got my I got the continental United States done. I'm like, this is going great. Like, I'm, I'm knocking off goals right now. I'm like, this is really great. What is in the back of my mind right now? I'm thinking about that interview. I'm thinking about, you know, am I going to get this, you know, job offer? What is going to happen next? There's still that anticipation, that excitement. And you try not to say you're not thinking about it, but let's be real. You're thinking about it. Yeah. And they got me hooked now because they're like, we go international. It's my last little goal that I want to do. And after that, yeah, I'm like, you know, I just then want to settle down with a company. And again, hope that that, that company is, you know, the one I settled down with for, for a long period of time as well. Right? Well, do the trip to Boise. It was a flight to Boise and then back to Nebraska. And then... The owners had a trip set up for me to fly on Monday, and they requested that I not go home on Saturday and fly back on Sunday just in case if there was issues traveling back and forth with the airlines, weather, you name it. They didn't want that to happen, so I stayed in Nebraska that weekend. What do you think I'm doing? 
I'm relaxing, but still th- kind of thinking about things, trying to get things out of the back of my head. But let's be real here. The only thing I really got to think about here is, you know, how that interview went, you know, how everything happened and hope I get a job offer, right? That's kind of what you're thinking about. I get up, do that early morning trip, you know, for the owner and we go down to Wichita and back. And then I am buttoning up the airplane, getting it all set already. I decide I'm going to go have lunch. And I go to this local restaurant. And just let you know, this town of Nebraska is only about 30,000 people, right? And as I, you know, sit down everything, I noticed that the very person director of HR, who I just flew, walked in with her husband. She didn't notice me at first. It was kind of funny. I was like, oh, that's I'm like, well, I'll have to go say hi to her or something later on. So then I order my food, go wash my hands and everything, you know, up for lunch and, and, and I am walking back to my table. And as I'm walking back to the table, I see my phone ring and it is the number of the director of client services. I'm like, oh, this is about the interview. I purposely go a different direction around the table, you know, a little bit, but the director of HR, she still notices me and she says, hi, I was on the phone at the time though. So it was a little bit different, but I'm like, this is the current company that I'm with. I'm like, and I'm possibly taking a job offer. Hmm. So I go and I sit at my table and then I, you know, as she's talking to me, she's telling me, she's like, hey, she's like, I just want to let you know the client loved you. You know, they uh, really, really want to, you know, pursue you. And I'm here to tell you that you now have a job offer from us. I'm like, what? I have, I have a, I have a what? A, a, a job offer? I'm like, that's amazing. And I'm like, I will gladly accept. I'm like, I'm so excited about this opportunity. The possibilities of everything that this could be. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm very happy for, for this happening. Accept the job offer. We talk about a couple different things, you know, clarifying some benefits and other things that uh, she told me about in one of the interviews. But I was just, I, I didn't harp on it too much because I didn't want to you know, go crazy about it with, again, another side note when you're interviewing, just have them explain the benefits and just be like, oh, okay, okay, thanks. So those sounds, you know, decent and everything that should, that should work. And then when you actually get the job, you know, go into detail like, oh, okay, I want to know about this again or this again or something, you know, to clarify. So now I have this job offer. I accept it. She tells me, expect the, you know, the job offer letter in a couple of days after everybody signs off on it because they have to go through a couple of different departments. I'm like, sure, no problem. I'm like, now how do I tell my current company? <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, now I really hope that the director of HR doesn't walk by my table on the way out or I get done with food earlier because I'm like, oh, I'm like, uh, do I really want to deal with that right now? And these are just real thoughts, people. I, I mean, at the same time, I'm like, well, I can play dumb. That's fine if I have to. But I'm like, at the same time, do I really want to do it? I don't know. You know, like, I'm like, oh, well, to see kind of what happens in this situation. I just thought it was kind of funny. We just happened to pick the same restaurant. And 
I just took her and the like the you know the owner to Wichita and back and stuff for a meeting. You know, and I'm like, now we're at lunch. I'm like, that's just crazy. She ended up walking past my table, said, "Hey, good to see you again," and everything like that. Like it's like we haven't seen each other in a long time. Joking, of course. You know, she's like, have you met my husband? I'm like, oh, yeah, one of the times, we, you know, he came and picked you up and everything and just had chit-chatted for a few minutes. And she went on her way and went to the office to finish up the day and everything. Well, to give you kind of an idea of how this all happened, because everybody, you know, should or try to create a timeline in the process to figure out how long everything really happened. Sent in the application on the 19th. Got reached out by email for a phone interview on the 23rd, so a few days later, and then had the phone interview with the client service associate on the 26th, had the phone interview with the lead captain on the 27th, had the interview with the director of client services, lead captain, and client service associate on the 30th with the chief pilot joining in as well. And then we had the interview via Zoom on the 9th. And then I get the offer on the 13th. Less than a month from the time I applied to the time that I got the job offer with all of those interviews all included. No, it's hard for me to convey this and it's hard for me to say this and try to for you guys to see my face and everything. And I'm still in shock with with this because this opportunity is going to make my goal a reality. I know (laughs) playing words there. I know I'm going to have the opportunity to achieve this goal. I'm ecstatic. I am a captain along with two other captains on a managed aircraft out of Midway for a great company. And the company that manages the aircraft, I can't say my client, but the company that manages my airplane is called Corporate Wings, a phenomenal company for anybody in aviation that knows they are part of Directional Aviation, which also owns FlexJet. And I am ecstatic to be a part of this family my buddy who I went into his aircraft for the Challenger 300 happened to be a FlexJet aircraft because he works for FlexJet and all of these small little things added up into what is a big thing however you want to see this however you want to do this however you think about this in life is that you don't downplay the small things because they could make a big thing a reality. And I'm partially stealing from my niece because she used this in one of her talks is that she said, she's like, all these little things added up to a big thing. And I'm summing up a little bit too for her. But this is it, guys. This is what happened. This is, this is why... I had to take some time off because I had all of this going on. Also, I had to train for a new aircraft. I had to leave the current company, which honestly was not easy in some regards for the simple fact that 
it was not easy to tell them because they were really good to me. They gave me my first opportunity becoming a captain, but I knew long term that I was not going to be happy. And that, again, lies with your physical, mental, spiritual health that all relates to your career. I knew that it would be better for me just to leave that company, get with a company that was going to achieve what I wanted to do, and that was going to continue to invest in me for the future and make other goals a possibility, you know, make my goal a reality. As I keep saying, now I spent some of February, a lot of April in training and a little bit in May to catch you up. And then I did one trip with my lead captain and that is where we are right now. I had a lot of different things happen. I had to study again. I had to, you know, read to everything, get things in the mindset, you know, understand the aircraft, cram a lot of, you know, a lot of things into, you know, six sim sessions, which is crazy to be able to do it, but I did it. I passed my check ride. I, I even had moments where I was like, oh, I hope this goes well or hope this happens and everything. Well, you know, I had some nerves, some jitters, just like I always do. And I still passed it. Like everything still went well. You know, got most of that stuff out the day before, which is typically what I do. And I typically then have a pretty good check ride. You know, there's always some things that are not completely perfect, but that's okay. As long as they're within the standards, it doesn't have to be perfect. You have to be, but, and I always think about that. I always want to be perfect, but honestly, it's all about how you handle your aircraft, how you fly it and what you do in any situation that happens. And that is something that I am always proud to say that I do. So this is it guys. This is why I had to take a three month break. It's because I had to invest in myself. I had to take time to make one of my goals a reality, which will happen here soon. I am slated to go on the next trip when they go across the pond with my lead captain. I don't know when that's going to be, and it doesn't matter. It's just the actual chance, the opportunity to be able to do do it is something that I am so excited about. I'm also enjoying flying the airplane. That's a whole different thing. I enjoy the airplane. It's a fast little bird and it doesn't like to slow down unlike a lot of airplanes and it goes up to flight level 450 depending on if you're heavy or not and the temperatures and everything but it will get up there and it you are cruising typically between Mach point eight oh and eight two, which to kind of give you guys an idea, because I know everybody is like, oh well, what is what is Mach eight two in miles per an hour? I'm glad you asked, because I always love to relate to this. 
So Mach 80 is 613 miles per hour. Mach 82 is 629 miles per an hour. So a fast little airplane. And it flies eight people. Incredible, right? Now, of course, you're always going to have some headwind, so there's always some leading factor, but just kind of giving an idea, you can typically do New York to Chicago in about an hour and a half or so, hour and 40 minutes, even with some headwind. Pretty decent. Yeah, so it's a, it's a nice little quick bird. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying working with my lead captain. I'm, I, you know, I, and just the options and the opportunity again. It's just, it's so exciting. I always have a hard time trying to express, you know, the excitement. But I hope I'm doing a good job. I hope you guys understand that I'm really excited for this opportunity. Really excited for to have this chance to make my reality, my dream, or goal, my goal a reality, which is very exciting. And then... After that, I hope it stays that way. I hope this excitement stays that way. I hope everything continues on. And I'll kind of give you an idea. My lead captain has been there for six years. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I've gotten used to how everything operates, how it works. And he's like, I love it. He's like, I love it. He's like, he's like, yes, it's different on how things are all, all kind of handled because it but it just comes second nature and to kind of give you an idea there is things in place for longevity you know how a lot of people are saying well there's not a lot of investment you know for existing workers there is here like client like i told you values people to stick around and they mean it and that's what I really like so far and I I I really hope it continues that way and I I know it will but I really do hope it continues that way because that is what makes a good employer someone that you want to spend the rest of your life at because you see that they want to invest in you and that makes you want to invest in them which is something that again some employers are learning right now they're learning through the through these times right now that oh we haven't been doing this this is why people are leaving and hopefully they're but this is it guys i'm gonna end this podcast here because I could continue talking about everything. And I know I kind of summed up training a little bit. I'll do a, a fireside chat on that one about exactly what I did in the sim training. It's a lot of fun to talk about the systems training that I learned. I will talk about on on a different podcast. But these are the new adventures What's happening. Uh, I'm excited for where it's going to go. I'm excited for the opportunity. I'm excited to get involved, you know, to... Put my footprint at the company and kind of get you know. I normally am one of those who doesn't like my name known, but I know that it's going to happen. And we're kind of a small niche company, anyways. 
uh, in this side, in this environment. And there's a lot of different things that I will continue to work on. And I know that I, I am going to continue to work through as well. I am also excited for the opportunity to have the chance to be able to develop a lot more stuff with this podcast. There is a lot that I want to do, and the website and the guest speakers are just part of it. So really getting excited for that so that I'm just going to continue. Like I said, I'm going to sum it up there, and I will continue to talk about all this stuff in future podcasts. There's going to be some adjustments as we go through over the next few podcasts and everything. And I'm going to integrate some different things in, you know, to the podcast and some changes that are going to be how would I think for the good, which I hope you guys enjoy. And I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. And like always, I'm going to end how I always do. Live life like you have never lived it before because you never know what tomorrow may be.